let's just build let's like let's build into the show let's do something a little bit different build into the show jason instead of what we usually do where it's just got a cold entrance let's just build into it think about it, snl like snl interest snl like doesn't just go to the comedian or performer on stage and say i'm going to be the host they have a cold open is what it's yes. called <laughs> That's the cold open, right? That's it's the cold Wednesday open. night in Jason Hood. And it's it's late. Why are we here later? I mean, I just wish we could have gotten here at a certain time. It's called sleeping with the hug. Mm. The Susan <laughs> Sarandon story? Susan Sarandon. Sharon Stone. Sleeping with the enemy? Yes. Basic instinct. Mm-hmm. Your basic instinct is to sleep with the hug, not the enemy? Yes. That's a sliver. You know, there's therapist. people on our campus that don't even have any... They've, they've heard... Well, they've never even heard of this podcast, and we work with them on our campus. And in fact, one was in the weight room with us today. He sure was. He yeah. was uh, lifting weights and professing English at the same time. He was, you know, he puts in work. He is a powerhouse. He is. He, he, by the way, too, was waiting for us to leave so he could knock out higher reps of his bench and not make us feel bad. I, I, I agree. If anyone out there knows Nate Eastman, he oh, is. Oh, name drop. Mm. Uh, watch your toes because I'm dropping names all over the place. Why haven't we put this on Earl Miscellany? Why haven't you done that? Why haven't you made the link for Chasing the Hug part of Earl Miscellany? It needs to be. And we could also put up 150 pound dumbbells for Nate Eastman on there because he is swole. I don't even think that's, that's not even a high enough number for him. Uh, he needs a bigger number. He's hefty. Lifter. Lifter. Hefty lifter. Yeah. Yeah. Hefty or. What's the other companies? Glad, glad that he was back there laughing. Is it glad? It's glad? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jason's here, everybody. Do you do that? Do what? Do you know we put our trash bags in incorrectly? How? So when you take a bag out of the thing and you shake it out, mm-hmm. you don't just put it in. No, I push down. I expel the air out first. I bet you do, Listen, sunshine. So you don't just take the level the where you just pulled out of the bag. You don't just take it and put it in there, do the edges, right? You don't do that, actually. What you're supposed to do is you take it, flip it up, put the edges first, and then you push down like the incredible fleeting arm guy. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, but it's then you're up. trapping air in there. You have a big bubble. But it's it's you're putting it in backwards. So you're putting the smelly side out. So your smelly side is facing the inside the trash can. You want it to be where the smelly side is facing the food and grossness that's in there that covers the scent. Oh, so just flip it inside out. Just, it's okay. not. It's already ready to go. Just mm. take it, push it down. Not what you're doing. It's something you didn't know. Again, I learned this. It's that true. Something you didn't know. But why wouldn't they give you the roll pre-flipped? Because this, I mean, I can show you right now. This is literally so thing. A, you can Google it. So it's an art beat. No, I believe you. I'm just saying it would make more sense if they gave it pre-flipped. Pre-flipped art beat? Already ready trash bag? Or just you've been taught wrong how to do it the whole time. I believe that. I have been taught wrong. To what? Like a tiger. Like Mr. Jumpers Tiger. <laughs> What are we doing here? Where are we going? We got producer Jason. We're creating material for later that he can cut and just be like, I can cut out half this, like this part he can get rid of. No, I like But the part you can go, it's just like. We should just have a random. It's called the random show. It's called the random show. That's what you do here, Jason. Chasing the hug, the rando episode. The rando episode. Producer Jason's getting nothing for Christmas, by the way. 
He hasn't. I keep looking at my gift. Here's the thing. I bought my <laughs> gift for him. Can I, t- can I, sh- I want to tell you what I got. It's, I'm so excited. You know what I got. I know what you got. If you feel like you want to tell me, go I ahead. I don't, because I think your reaction is going to be, re- when it ever gets here from Yan Express, because that's where this thing sends me, people. Oh, like Shangzhou, China. And so, like, instead of you go to, like, hey, check your, you check your, uh, you know, your status of your order. I click on it. It usually takes you to USPS or takes you to, you know, whatever's the other UPS. ones. UPS and just take FedEx, all those places. No, USPS is the United DHL. States Postal Service. No, but you take an S out, you get UPS. That's true. Well, there's two different ways. So I, I do not trust DHL. Okay, uh, but, but here's problems. the thing. There's still a valid company, at least I've heard of. When I click on this, the company that I bought you from, it sends me to Yun Express. When then you take the tracking number and you push it in there, it doesn't accept it. And then you have to go back. You have to pull this other button. Then put it. It finally gets there. But I've, have you ever heard of Yun Express? No. I had to. I, I wanted you to make sure I wasn't lying to you the other day. I took a picture. No, I believe it. I of the track that. and to say like, listen, I'm not one of those people like order something late. Like, oh, they got me something good. I'm gonna buy something for them late because they didn't. Like, literally, did. like Nick's gift. You know, Nick's gift. He tried to get me something. Yeah. The person declined doing it, declined. and then Nick just stopped pretending to try to get me a gift I just stop pretending oh. <laughs> i was like i'm just gonna tell him it was a decline i ain't really get him nothing you didn't do it i did do it he's actually. like no, Layla he gray he what? Told me a couple weeks ago what it was i did do it actually he's like whoa it didn't a go box through. of potato chips that are only halfway full <laughs> by the way those some bitches were full uh, i ate half it's a toll <laughs> it's a toll you ate half already yeah. by the way we're not gonna knock dhl my sister-in-law like runs dhl oh, well uh, i'll tell you right now the job she does is pretty <laughs> if you're listening we love you what's her name her name is robert paulson <laughs> his name is robert Thank you. which was played by who meatloaf have you not seen fight club have you not built anything for ikea and wonder the- <laughs> <laughs> but i won't do that I just remember the hug scene. Oh, man. The man boobs. Man boobs. Uh, so uh, here's my thing. When I would make a creator wrestler for any of my video games, my creator wrestler name was Tyler Durden. Tyler because Durden. I swear to God, if I could have created my own name, my name would be Tyler Durden. I'm like, that's the coolest name. That's Tyler Durden. Name. It is. Yeah. It's a great Who name. didn't exist at all. It's a really good name if you have disassociative identity disorder. Which he did. Oh, I Tap saw something table. yesterday. There's a uh, guy Talking that's a the governor. There's a guy that's a governor. <laughs> It can hear me. There's a guy that's a governor. Um, it's in Oklahoma, or not governor. He's like a state official, but his last name is Batman. Get out of B A T M A N. Well, did you know that I learned from conspiracy theorist Pat Morrow that literally Batman, our Batman, is running for Richmond mayor? Really? He's yes. gonna get it. <laughs> no, that's not. That's no kayfabe. No kayfabe. Oh, that's, here we go. That's absolutely true. He is literally running for it, and then people are coming out with all this negative stuff that he's. No, I can't. I don't want to get political, political here. You just chose it. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is. But they're coming out with all this negative stuff that he's done, and is he, what he truly? Because it's all on. Like he does this, and he attacks people on Facebook, and then when he attacks back at them, he's like, "Batman knows where you live." <laughs> like he. <laughs> Answers back like he's Batman because he is. Yeah, listen. He, he had a thing on there. If you go to his page, he talks about how he had a ba- a rant on there that they wouldn't let him wear a costume for the new Batman movie. Oh, in the theater. So, in yeah. the theater, yeah. they wouldn't let him do it. Yeah, you can't go in with uh, a mask on in the theater nowadays. But understand this: he's not the mayor that we deserve. He's the mayor <laughs> that we need. 
If you really had to vote for a mayor, though, would you vote for vote for Batman or Commissioner Gordon? Ooh, Commissioner Gordon, hands down. Yeah, Gordon. Oh, is it Gary Olden, Oldman, Commissioner Gary Gordon? Gary Olden. Gary Olden days. Is Gary Oldman Commissioner Gordon in this instance? Or is I it think just Commissioner he's the Gordon? best version of it of all wow. time. Hastings did a really good job in the animated series, though. The animated series, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the live action series. Well, you're talking about it now, but yeah. the animated series are award winning. Award, Emmy award winning. Award winning. Yeah, well, they need to find a new Batman voice because he's gone. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. This, this took a dark turn. <laughs> For the dark night. For the dark night. I hope all of this just runs yeah. as like the rando episode. have topics we do we do and let's get into that with episode 13 of 14 episode <laughs> cut that <laughs> episode 14 of chasing the hug the podcast that everybody else doesn't know of in which it's your job if you are listening to tell people of what we do i am grandmaster sax steve sackis it's the one the only dance floor Dancer. Dance for what? And I've got two other people here with me today, two people of which I like very much. Please introduce yourself. What it do? Dr. Nicodemus holding up the wall. We don't dance no more. All we do is this. Jason Fleen with the jeans. Fleener. Nobody puts baby in the corner. We were all going with the dancing scene. Yeah, you're just with the jeans. You didn't do that. Hi, hey, this is another episode. This is an episode of this podcast we've been really looking forward to. It's kind of a little bit of a riff shot. Riff shot. That we've been looking to put together here. Wanting to kind of go about it a different way. We are excited. Um, this will be our podcast that is going to be bringing us into the new year. It's not of the new year, but it'll be bring right? Yeah. Yep. Sure. Nope. Yep. Yeah, that'd be December 28th. This will be going live. Yes. Yeah. The one we want to go. Yeah. So this, this will one, be our Christmas week episode. No, because Christmas. So that's technically what we should have put out today. We're still riffing, by the way. It's what we should have put out today because we're foregoing Christmas. We were going to talk about that in the banter, by the way. We were going to talk about um, that. Because they'll listen to this. We can't talk about. But this is in between Christmas and New Year's. So we kind of on Christmas. Yeah, but why don't we just skip that? Why don't we just go straight into this as a pre New Year's one and just say, oh, we forgot about Christmas. Oops, all berries. Oops, all berries. <laughs> Let's box that. Ah. <laughs> Wrong button. This is going to be so good because this is better than when we have any type of mock script. Just riffing is uh, you guys are amazing, except for Jason. Well, we do actually have some topics today, but we can't start each day without the greatest joke the world has never hear, heard yet. Please, Nick, please give me that dad joke of the week. Hey, it's, it's rough out there on dad jokes. Uh, a lot of bad stuff happening. Um, do you know why grapes are going to jail at an alarming rate? Uh, I think I don't want to answer, but yes, I know. Ain't nobody raising them right. Yep. Yeah, that was sad. It. That was the answer. Sad. Sad times. Yeah, better raise and rapes better. <laughs> yeah, no. Holiday plans? Anything coming up for if this episode's pre-Christmas or post-Christmas? Well, pre-Christmas, no real plans. Just uh, visiting some family. Uh, got a lot of basketball. You go to Indy, you go to Fort Wayne. I go all over. It's a death oh, triangle. Oh, it's literally you get to, in a day? In the uh, same not day? Not a day, but La Triangulo de las Muertes. Is that it? Yeah, we go uh, west and north and then east and then back to Orichmal. In one day? 
in like three days. Three days. Are you staying yeah. at those locations? Probably not two of the locs, but one. You'll go there, come back? Go, come back. Drive up, come back. Drive uh-huh. out, come back. Like a boomerang. At what time, at, at what point do you feel like you can stay at a place and ask to stay there or you're going to like, okay, we're going to get a hotel? Everywhere I can go, everywhere I go, I can stay. People have space and they would welcome us and I'm grateful for that for I am loved. Speaking of space, I would rather, now this is not talking against my mother-in-law at all, but I'm a, I'm a human that's mm. somewhat big. Mm. And sometimes when people who are not, like they designed their house, they kind of designed yeah. it, made it to build. It was 1980s there. They designed it for their height people. <laughs> so when like he, other people who are bigger than that try to do it, like you can't put elbows out to the side. You yeah. can't shower normally. It's the same way when I designed Sadler Stadium, we put in the... Uh, helmet racks and such in there. And when I said I was looking at it to see how it is, and then I have my average player that comes in there and they're like on their tippy toes to try <laughs> to put their helmets away. Have you, f- what's your thoughts, Jason? On what? All of this. <laughs> what's your thoughts on uh, family with travel plans? What's your thoughts on um, being a large human being? Travel plans each year. We uh, flip flop between my parents and Caitlin's parents on where we're going, depending on if we're traveling or not. So some years we do Thanksgiving or Christmas with her parents, my parents. That's fair. And then, uh, so this year we're trying to do Christmas uh, this later this week with my parents. And then we have a storm coming, so that may delay our trip up north Ohio. Jade Cargill. Yeah, let's, let's cross our fingers on that one. The one thing that I've loved about being the baseball coach here at Earlham College is Indianapolis will say that it's going to be, you know, the version of Independence Day with Will Smith, where we got all this stuff that's going to happen, and then it never hits us here in Richmond. We get a yeah. little bit of a dusting, like a but it always light. either goes north or south on that part of it. So they said literally the world is going to end with 27 inches of snow, and then tomorrow we'll wake up, and it's like, oh, I can still get to see Jason. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody in Buffalo is like, 27 inches? That ain't nothing. Nope. That's Was that... The right drum. Sure. <laughs> Any observations for the week, Nick? Anything you saw? Jason, anything you saw this week? Uh, I saw um, our athletic teams that were on campus trying really hard, uh, working out and training. And I saw an athletic trainer try to heal me with my torn tendons and biceps that you ruined through our workouts. Didn't ruin. I'm trying to create and make better. If you strengthen the muscle around that muscle, the muscle either have two options, either go away or get stronger with them. It's going away really fast. What about you, Zach? Any observations? You know, yeah, actually, it was an observation for this week. You know, uh, as big a wrestling fan as you and I are, um, we have been doing this for a long time. I mean, I'm about to be 40 years old and you're 44 next month, next month. Okay. January, right? Mm -hmm. February. Yeah, you a peanut butter? I must be jelly. (laughs) Put that on some toes, Jason. So when we watch wrestling, wrestling is still a thing, right? And I'm going to ask Jason a question here. Jason, is wrestling predetermined? Yes. Okay. How do you know that? Through various interviews. Okay. Uh-huh. So it's come out, right? Yes. You know what they call that? When, when you're trying to hide the idea that it's predetermined, it's called kayfabe. Yes. Okay. And so kayfabe is a really big thing. It's been ever since wrestling was created, professional wrestling, not the Greco-Roman style, but professional wrestling was ever created. There was kayfabe. And you know, with that uh, in kayfabe, they had the idea that every one of these territories, because around, and, and Nick, if you want to kind of go into detail, talk me a little about territories and what that was. Yeah. So in the original professional wrestling, it was divided up into territories. 
territories all the way out to Samoa. So from the East Coast to Samoa, there were different territories around the nation. And you as a wrestler would break into different territories and you'd have what's called a run. And a run might be if you're a heel, let's say Flair or Piper, you might start off in uh, North Carolina, do that territory, swing down to the Mid-South. After a couple of weeks, uh, work a program with the the local face, uh, get over, get some pop, uh, build some heat, and then move up to the mid-states or all the way up to Vergagne, Minnesota, work your way across the nation until you get out to Hawaii, uh, and then maybe fly back, end up in the Oregon Territory whatnot. So the different territories were uh, divided up um, across the nation, and then you would have your uh, different characters move throughout the the. Uh, territories working the crowd and that way we could do the same sets of spots maybe we have something in the deep south that we do different in texas and we might do the same thing in texas but people in texas don't communicate people in florida that often because there was no internet back then so it's all still the same show but when you have that you had mentioned that the heel would come in and face the face on Mm -hmm. that part of it could a heel then after the match be seen at denny's with that face oh that did happen some but to keep in with kayfabe if you were really about your business they really tried to avoid that they so, didn't do that so much. they tried to make it that not only when it's happening in the ring it was happening in everything they did they didn't like each other they can't be seen with each other they sold the all of that so if you were one of the heads of those territories right there you're a booker you're a booker man okay and you're the booker man booker and man. um and if i were to go to you i'm 2022 steve sakasitz and i'm going to tell you that Someone who doesn't know much about wrestling. In fact, everybody pretty much in the whole world knows that kayfabe is real, knows that wrestling is predetermined. You, if you're Booker Man from back then, and I told you this, what would your reaction be? Would you... Well, how would you think about the business? Would you think there is a business? Tell me what your thoughts So it's, it's interesting, right? You're talking about like how it's kind of air quotes out now. And then I'm a booker in the 60s, 70s, even early 80s. And I learn of the future that it's out and it's making more money than it ever did. Right. Because everybody knows how would I respond knowing then what we know now? I don't think they would have fallen for it. I think they would not believe that it was the best thing because they've been taught since the early 1900s that if you smarten folks up, it kills the business. And so if people know what's going on, they know the air quotes work. It's going to kill the business. And that's how even shoot matches get over. You talk about people breaking in. Folks that said it was fake would try to break in and they would really get stretched and like break an arm or a leg or something where the wrestlers would go real on them uh, to prove to everyone else around that it wasn't a work, that it was real. Let me go with this as well, too. So then knowing that part of it, Jason and Nick, I want you to know this because I think you might know this. You know, he knows who this person is. You might not. But uh, Millie Vanilli, mm-hmm. Ashley Simpson, mm-hmm. what are they both known for? Uh, lip syncing. Correct. So it was a work. It's a work. Mm-hmm. For the more important fact that Millie Vanilli weren't even the two actual singers that were out there that put all the hits out there that won a Grammy, all mm-hmm. that. That wasn't them. It was other people. It didn't work for them. Their career ended because of that. So why is professional wrestling right now, if they're going to say that they were, in their terms, Millie Vanilli and Ashley Simpson, fake, why is pro wrestling right now still on TV, still making money on multiple, multiple channels, getting huge huge gate at live events how is that possible if that before would be what those territory leaders would think i i think it is the entertainment factor and the same thing with like soap operas and everything else it's it has a story it has their their acting but at the same time i think everyone has respect because they put their bodies on the line i that's what i think i think because because the entertainment factor there is a story there is production value 
and they're actually putting their bodies on the line. You pay money for a concert and you want to go hear Mariah Carey sing all eight octaves and you find out that she's faking that, you feel betrayed because not that she just sell you, but she's perpetrated this not as a work, but as who she really is. Once kayfabe broke and people were like, ah, oh, yeah, I kind of assume wrestling still has a concert. It still has a soap opera. It still has a physical uh, um, combat sport aesthetic to it. Uh, it has sports entertainment all around. There's comedy, there's horror, there's uh, action. There's every aspect to it. It's going to have a wider audience than just a musical listener or someone that just likes theater. And what I'll say too is as you you and I both grew up in the greatest wrestling era there was the attitude era that encompasses all of those groups there I was in college but <laughs> but you could watch WWE and I had this conversation with my friends like WWE WCW that's not real ECW that is actual real like those guys really are hurting each other they don't know the outcome like but and they had me that was a work yeah. I knew that it all was predetermined but I believe that what they did there or sometimes be like oh man that's a shoot that is an absolute shoot means that actually they're taking it real in the match yeah. that's an absolute shoot I thought the whole thing was a shoot there that I was against it in ECW in ECW and you thought then you were against it no I was I was that's the other people saying oh, I'm yeah. absolutely for that. Yeah. 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 I, I get what you're saying. Uh, in many ways, it is a shoot um, in every aspect of professional wrestling because everybody's got what they call a bump card. Right. And so you take so many bumps before you're permanently out or you can't take any more bumps and what you don't know a what bump that. is a bump is when I basically hit the mat and most wrestling rings uh, are not as soft as they look. You know, he doesn't know what that is. No, that's, that's why right. I want to make sure we, I know what we're talking about here. Read a book. Um, so it's it's interesting. You know, uh, when you watch these people sacrifice their bodies for very little pay, people think they make millions and millions of dollars and that's at the very top end. But by and large, they don't. You watch them sacrifice their bodies for the entertainment value and the pop or the adulation of the crowd or the heat, whatever, to get a reaction uh, by encompassing every aspect of entertainment, which wrestling does now. And we have to thank Vince McMahon for that. We really do. Uh, prior to that, it was just old school grappling and it's one genre. And people didn't know much about luchadors and the high flyers. They didn't know much about some of the uh, different things they were doing in Canada and Japan. And once Vince McMahon made this into a cinematic art, sports entertainment, uh, it became something that had a little bit of everything for everyone. Very true. Mm -hmm. Very true. You know, Steve, um, we've all been to college, at least the three of us at this table, right? Um, yes. And some of us work at a college, at least the three of us at this table, right? Yes. And sometimes when you're in college, for lack of a better term, you do dumb stuff. What's the dumbest thing that you ever did academically that you can talk about? Yeah, there's some in there that I'm not going to release out there for the public to know knowledge wise. But this is one I do think that is pretty telling um, about my, uh, uh, I'd say just hatred to the subject of mathematics. I was mm -hmm. not a big mathematics fan. Didn't like it. In fact, actually, though, my whole job right now is based on statistics and what I do on baseball, but not a big fan of math. So, uh, at Xavier, um, unlike Earlham, Earlham does orientation like two days prior to classes starting in the fall. Xavier and, and most schools have like orientations amongst different times in the summertime. So you could go like orientation one, orientation two, one's in the early summer, one's mid. Well, I couldn't with summer baseball, I couldn't get away 
in the early part. So they had the last one, which was similar to what Erlum does, where it would be right before classes start, you do your testing, placement testing, you do all that stuff there, your you know orientation stuff. That all happened at that point beforehand. So that's what I did. Um, they wanted to make sure you're taking care of that before classes started. And I had to take a placement test for math. Okay. And again, going back to what I just said, I absolutely cannot stand math there. Um, and I wanted to choose a major when I chose major because I kind of went on the side. I was thinking maybe sports management. You know, I ended up going criminal justice, but mm-hmm. I had to find a major that what entails having the least amount of math <laughs> in requirements for the major. Same. So went in that part of it. Um, again, I want to get I want I hated math. I wanted to get placed when I take this placement test into the easiest math. So if there's math 12 in high school, I wanted math 13 <laughs> freshman year of college there. So I took the placement test and my whole thing going into that was I was going to take the Scantron test and everything was going to be C because my hope was if I went around, I felt like I have a better chance of getting things right. But if I stick to one thing that it was actually going to get me <laughs> more wrong on that part. You're well, right. <laughs> sadly, on that test, C was the most common answer. Oh, no. And so my plan of which to go into the le- most remedial math that there was actually put me into advanced calculus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again. And so I, I had to tell my dad when I got the placement results that like, dad, listen, here's what I did. Because my dad's like, there's no way you got this score. It's like, what's paper you're looking at? I'm like, no, dad, I literally did it. But here's what I did. And I can't go to these classes. I will fail. And so in charge of all the athletes, there was a person who still actually does. Her name is Sister, Sister Roseanne Fleming. Mm. And so my dad and I had to schedule a meeting with her. And she's like, at that point, she looked really old. She's even looking older now, but (laughs) we thought she was like about to, you know, see her friends up on top pretty soon. But (laughs) so we go in this meeting where I'm sitting down and my dad's like, explain to the sister what you did. And I'm like, listen, sister, I put everything down to see. I I didn't want to, I don't want to take any good maths or anything like that. And my dad's like, yeah, this is what he did. And she's like, I don't look at it that way. You're going to be great at it. You'll do it. I'm like, you're like, listen, no, he did this on purpose so he could get the worst score ever. And she's finally to finally convince her, like, listen, you cannot put me in this class. I will fail out of that. So they put me in elementary statistics where I withdrew it the first time because I didn't like it. Mm. Then I took it again, got a D. Jeez. And then I had to take because I only knew two credit, two math classes. I finally took a class called women in mathematics, where nice. the only reason I took it was there was two options for the final. It wasn't a test or anything. You either had to write a paper or make a quilt. Oh, I wrote a paper, got out of there, got an A, and I was done with math in college. So, wow. dumbest thing I ever did is if you ever take a placement test, multiple, if you want to do bad, make it different answers. Don't just go straight down with one. C was the most common answer. C's get degrees. <laughs> he said, that oh man, take straight C and they yeah. took him to the penguin. <laughs> Uh, mine's not that funny. Maybe it is. I don't know. When I was in college, we had an intro to philosophy class and uh, I didn't go. I did not go to this class. I went maybe a couple of times and a lot of my uh, compatriots did not attend as well. And so we had a final paper and um, my brother was in this class with me and uh, we all wrote like, it's supposed to be a three page paper and a lot of guys did one page and I stretched to get to three, but I was just BS. Career new. Size 14. Career huh? news, size 14. <laughs> I, I was just BSing, man, and it was not good. And uh, I knew the paper was bad, and he didn't even collect them. He set us all in the class, and he said, now, after rereading your paper, ask yourself, how well did you do in this course? Oh, grade yourself. And give yourself. Oh, no. And I knew, like, I'm, I mean, I did not do well. I didn't do everything I could, so I wrote down C+. What do you think all the mother jokers wrote on their paper? A's. A's. 
Guess what everybody else got in the class? A Guess what I got? C plus. Mamma Jamma C, man. I was like, this is what honesty gets you. This is uh, what honesty gets you. I was you. hoping you actually would be more refreshing. Is actually he saw that and then gave all of them that grade. And well, you that's were, what I thought would happen. I thought, you know what? The right thing's going to take psychology place. psychology class? It's philosophy. Oh, wow. The right thing's going to take place. And I'm going to do the right thing. I, I earned a C at best with my attendance and my effort. I mean, I'm the only one that read half the text. Ain't nobody else was reading. What year were you? I was a freshman. Okay, he's a freshman. And mind you, again, he's the only one dumb enough to still be working at Earlham. <laughs> and all those other guys have left as well, too. <laughs> Doing great, by the way. Uh, he's still the C plus. He's still waiting here to get that A. He's just, I'm, I'm, at I'm some a, point, he's got to get that credit on I'm campus. I'm going to get it back. I'm going to mm. get it back. Someday I'll tell you guys, too, about me uh, cheating on a spelling test in second grade. That uh, That's how this whole honesty thing came about. You know, one of the things I enjoy is movies. And really quickly, um, what's the best coming of age film you remember that showed you like teenage angst, made you want to be a student in high school? Yeah. And you, and you brought this to my opinion or my attention based on a movie that was pretty famous in the 80s. But that's not where I felt like I came of age as a teenager. OK, my coming of age movie uh, would have to be American Pie. Okay. Absolutely has Jeez. to be American Pie. That was a movie that uh, I know it was you know a lot of stuff that you're dealing with as a teenager and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff there's other ones on there and in fact i looked at a list today that it had it based on you know what year you were getting oh, your teenage. Yeah. um I, one of my favorite movies super bad was also on that list there wow. as well but i would have to go with american pie oh wow interesting that's good uh, i have a few but the ones that really stand out everybody loves ferris bueller's day off i thought for sure i'd get to high school and not have to go to class uh license to drive because uh, I always wanted a car. Um, Weird Science and 16 Candles were like two of my favorites. Never really got into The Breakfast Club, but I know it was good. The ones that really set me off, though, were Kid and Play films. You remember Kid and Play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. House Party and the Pajama Jammy Jam. That like I knew that was going to be me when I was in high school. I never went to any parties. And Class Act. I loved Class Act with Kid and Play. That was And uh, for morals, do the right thing, Spike Lee. But, you had that correct because those are basically 1980s movies. Yeah. And that's, that's when that's you were when in your was, teenagehoodness. When I was getting it, my teenage hoodness <laughs> in the 80s, actually, it was like early 90s. But you get the idea. You get the idea. You do. Hey, final topic here tonight. Something that someone doesn't know about, but is does Jason know sports? Wait, wait no. there's more. There's more. What we're going to do in this category is we are going to just name random people. And Jason, you have to guess the sport of which they play to see how little you know about sports for all the people out there. Jason um, does a lot of photograph of, of people in sports, but has no idea who does what or what sport it is. So. <laughs> Nick, I'm going to let you go. You have a list there, people? I got a, a big list. Okay, so let, he has let, to decide, are these actual uh, athletes or are they the real names of professional wrestlers that are also athletes? Um, we can throw some of those in there. Or do they, what sport do they play? What was what I was going to give go you with. a name and yeah. you tell me what sport this person plays. You ready? Yep. Okay. Richard Fleer. Uh, golfer. No, it's Rick Flair, professional wrestler. Oh, okay. Shohei Otani. Uh, wrestler. Baseball. Oh. PK seven basketball ice hockey bull bull baseball basketball Jimmy the Kane Kane wrestler he's an actor that played a wrestler in a movie oh was it Oliver Platt Oliver Platt yeah crown him Milton Bradley wrestler baseball player (laughs) also makes great board games Shagilgius Alexander that's not a that's not a key and pill sketch. Football player. <laughs> <laughs> but Flaxatron, more Waxatron. No, he's a basketball player. Oh. 
Rodney Gunn. Baseball player. Earlham football player. Yeah. Oh, pretty good one, too. Joe Kane. Kane is able. Wrestler. Uh, it's actually a fictional quarterback from the program. Quit making up things. Michael Hickenbottom. Hockey player. Shawn Michaels, WWE. Oh. Professional wrestler. Uh, Jonathan India. Highlight player. Baseball player. Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> <It> said highlight. <laughs> Mark Calloway. Ooh, good one. Baseball player. Wrestler. Oh. Undertaker. He was a basketball player, though. He was a bad. What's my score so far? Zero. Yeah, horribly. <laughs> this is exactly why we did this. And you're really trying. You're so trying right now. Well, he's coming up with a fake name. Brock yeah, but Purdy. Purdy. Who's Brock Purdy? I've heard that he's name pretty good. Sport. Basketball. Football. He's a quarterback oh. for the 49ers. My final one, Sonny John, Sonny John Moore. Wrestler. Incorrect. EDM artist Skrillex. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have heard that before. <laughs> you that still was, can't get it right. That was fun, though. That was fun. They I got? like that. I, I mean, I've got way more. But Who sponsors that, us today? Hey, today's show is sponsored by Regift.com. Need to get rid of an ugly sweater this holiday season? How about that candy dish your mother-in-law gave you instead of the Xbox gift card you wanted? Try Regift.com, the only site that lets you give back what you didn't want in the first place. Act now with free shipping code LINDA22. That's L-I-N-D-A-22. Go to Regift.com right now and tell them Nate sent you. If you're listening right now and you've not yet commented on our socials or became a, became a fan of our socials, please go out there and do that because we're here and you're there. We have been chasing the hug. I'm Steve Sackasitz. I'm Nick Johnson. I'm Jason. Yeah, that Fleener segment was fire. <laughs>